0: This is the Horse Radio Network. What
1: a beautiful day for horses in the morning.
0: You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good Wednesday morning, everybody. I am Glenn Geek in Ocala, Florida.
2: And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for December 1st, episode 2820. Good morning, horse people.
1: Hey, Santa, what's
2: shaking, man? By the way, congratulate me this Christmas. I'm going for it. No
3: antidepressants.
1: Somebody ought to teach that little humbug some Christmas spirit. That's what Christmas is all
0: about, Charlie Brown. I think that's one of my favorite openers we have all year.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We are a Simpsons household now, apparently. So, um, yeah, the fact that Bart Simpson leads it off is great.
0: (laughs) Uh, So he's taking, uh, the little one has taken a liking to The Simpsons.
2: So I told him this. I said, here's the deal, man. You can watch The Simpsons. As long as you don't act like Bart Simpson, <laughs> so, and now he's like, "Mom, as long as Dad doesn't act like Homer Simpson, we're okay."
0: <laughs> okay, that's that's classic.
2: I was like, "Too
0: late." <laughs> I hope South Park's not on the list for a while.
2: No, we're not going to watch that. And he he's like, I want to watch Friends, and I was like, No, 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 can't watch that, can't watch that.
0: So, um, there was a meme that somebody posted. I forget who posted it over in the auditor page. We see these, you know, this time of year every year, but this was a new one. It was horses, elf names, and you know, you have to pick a couple of different things to come up with the elf names. So, uh, I'll put I'll link this on the horses in the morning facebook page too so what is your horse's elf name and it it was color breed and first letter of their name and i did scooters and his was absolutely dead on perfect my little hackney pony yeah it, it was sugar buns the moody butt nipper <laughs> <That's> perfect. <laughs> it's perfect for a pony right nigel was figgy bottom the shy halter hater
2: Figgy Bottom, uh, the uh, Figgy Figgy Bottom, anything is great.
0: Yes, Figgy Bottom, the shy halter hater. So that's so. What about Zeus? Let's do Zeus because everybody knows Zeus. Damn it, Zeus. Okay, all right. So, I have it at the bottom of the page there.
2: Chestnut.
0: chestnut. Oh, I I I gotta look for my uh, chestnut is Figgy Bottom. Okay. There it Breed as is. Is, uh, I don't think it has Mustang. Oh, it does have Stang. So it is Figgy Bottom, the suspicious. And
2: Ah, Figgy Bottom, the suspicious perfect angel. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds about right. And if I was going to do my Andalusian, do they have Andalusians? Because he's Uh, kind of my current boyfriend. Warm
0: blood. They have warm blood. Okay. Well, we'll go with that's the closest. Ray
2: would be Puddin, the athletic. Halt Well, I guess he is named Scaredy Cat.
0: Puttin' the athletic scaredy cat?
2: Yeah. puttin' the athletic scaredy cat.
0: <laughs> that's a that's ideal for a uh, warm blood because a lot of them get to looking like a, a bowl of puddin after a while. So
1: he, oh
2: my god, he's so fat. And like I just <laughs> I feed him nothing. I have I've I've had so many thoroughbreds that you just feed and feed and feed and feed and I don't know which is worse. You know? Either the money's gone or the stress is there from them getting too much too fat.
0: Well, thanks to whoever posted that in the Auditor Room. We'll post it on the Horses in the Morning Facebook page as well. And you can uh, find your horse's elf name. I, re- I know we do this every year, but it's still kind of fun. On today's show, we bring you Auditor Jen from Jen Lin Photography. She tells about her uh, tells us about her rescued horse photos and how you can get one for the holidays. It's our continuing effort to shop local or homemade. And the Daily Dose Equine Health Report brings us Dr. Weber from Miller & Associates talking about the Butte Challenge. Plus, Jamie's going to provide us the first recipe in the Recipe Challenge. We'll explain that later. And we have some really weird news, all coming up on today's show. Plus, auditors, I'm going to get Jamie to answer a question that was in the auditor room about kissing spine, because she's had a little experience with that now. I have. And that was posted today, so we'll answer that in the auditor room. But first, Daily Weenies. Happy birthday to Kara Fleckenstein. It's her birthday today. I know where she lives. And uh, uh, we've chatted uh, at times in the past. And Angela Pranosil. Prenosil? Prenosil. Prenosil. We're going with that. And also, thanks to Flossie for the nice words she put in the auditor room for us about listening to our show. We really appreciate that. I know you saw that one. So, uh, you know, we always like to hear good things. It's always good. Yeah. Yeah. No bad things. Send those to bad Jennifer. That thing's good to Jennifer. At at your course course network network.
2: By the way, all of you that send me bad ads. You have to send them to Jennifer network.com because that's how you get counted for the prizes. So if you find a ad, Jennifer at dot network.com not me, because I just have to tell you, you have to send them so your information is with her.
0: Correct. Yes. And I get them too and I forward them, but definitely send them. And I don't know how many times we've said that over the years, but uh, about a half a million. That's okay.
2: So, um, I would like to give my daily Winnie out to to two creatures. One is my dear husband, and the other is he's a a creature (laughs) named TJ. Yeah, the two creatures, uh, a horse and man. Uh, Because today, TJ, who's been with me for uh, the last month, graduated and is leaving and going to his new mom in Dallas. He was adopted from Horse and Hound, but. He's going to a very beginner rider. They owned him as a racehorse and then donated him to Horse and Hound and then adopted him from Horse and Hound, thinking maybe, you know, Jamie could fix it. So they sent it to me for 30 days, and this horse was amazingly difficult. And now he's freaking perfect. And so, in an effort to do the final test, the final challenge on TJ was that my husband had to take him on a trail ride. <laughs> I was like, if you can ride him on a trail, she's going to be fine. And so we went out yesterday, and everything went perfect.
0: Because, like, my husband, like, he... Well, I'm tried- glad, because if it went bad, he was never doing it again.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, "I was like, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. But, like, he holds the... I'm like, loosen the rein. He's just going to walk. Like, the fact that you could tell that my husband was nervous, made it better because you know that sometimes their nerves can go straight through. So um, it was was a really good thing to see and have him get out there and do it. And I was really proud of both of them. It went perfect.
0: What a trooper your husband is, because I don't know, there's not too many of us that would do that.
2: He comes back from golf yesterday and he's all like dressed in his golf clothes. And I was like, Get your farm clothes on. He's like, Yeah, of course. You know, he comes in and he comes out. He's like, All right, what are we going to do today? I'm like, You're going on a trail ride. (laughs) He's like, Really? I said, Yes, you're going on a trail ride on TJ. And he's like, Of course, he's like, Who's that? I'm like, I don't know. The horses have been here for a freaking month. (laughs) Thanks for paying attention.
0: We don't learn their names. You know that.
2: Uh-huh yeah I I do know that now. And like like a Tank came back for a lesson with his mom and he's like which one's Tank? I'm like oh my god. He's been here for almost 2 months. Jeez, Louise.
0: Now we 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 don't commit that to memory because it's just not that important to us. And the horse is going to be gone anyway, so why bother?
2: Yeah, yeah, I get it. It's it's fine. Whatever. I'm not going to learn your name, Brad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's taken me 13 years to learn yours. So, I mean, there we go.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Don't call me Jennifer. Yeah,
0: exactly. Occasionally. I had too many J's in my life. That's for sure. Uh, 2021 Christmas cards are still available with the 2021 design, the scooter design, also ornaments. We got a. I ordered uh, the Christmas cards, but I also ordered one of the ornaments, and I figured I'd order one every year for a tree, and it came out really nice. It looks really good. So those are still available. Go to hrnstore.com, along with all the swag, embroidery, HRN embroidery, horses in the morning embroidery, uh, screen printing. All of that is listed at hrnstore.com. Head on over there today to find that. Also, to find the rest of your holiday shopping, go to Tack. They have all kinds of stuff right now over there. For those of you who have any money left after the weekend, um, you can head over to com. They have their holiday sale going on right now with up to 60% off. They also have select collegiate saddles on sale now. I know some of you were looking for saddles. They have their Amigo blankets uh, listed in there. So they, they actually have... I went through the Amigo blankets to see, and they're showing a lot of them in stock. and so some out of stock, certain sizes, and things like that. As we know, there's probably going to be a blanket shortage this year. So you want to get your blankets early. Um, and it looks like uh, they just have a ton of things going on over there. I was in the holiday savings section, uh, and there is... In the holiday deal section, there is eight pages of holiday deals. So breeches and helmets and boots and halters and barn supplies uh, and tall boots, all kinds of things. So head on over to statelinetac.com today to get your holiday shopping, uh, continue your holiday shopping. I'm going to assume that you've already done some. I'm going to assume Me? That. Well, everybody. Or I'm anybody. To, anybody. I'm going to assume everybody's already done some holiday shopping. I have. I I, think
2: I'm almost done.
0: Yeah, I've got to start too, which is weird because I never do. But yeah, I got to start on that too. And I did hear good reports. There's a retailer page that I belong to for the equestrian retailers. And they did a survey on how the local tax shops did over the weekend for the Black Friday. And all of them. Except for one that responded, there were a lot of responses said they had record-breaking weekends. Like they, they have never wow. sold that much. That's
2: crazy. So isn't everybody's that good though? The, everybody's freaking out about the time. Like, okay, you're not going to be able to get your stuff in time, so you got to buy now.
0: Well, and I think that was it. And I also think that um, I think that people are trying to support more local too. So. Um anyway, uh, the, we're going to get to our first guest speaking about supporting local. That's what we've been preaching here all year and handmade, and we have a little of that coming up from one of our auditors. She posted a post in the auditor page the other day and said, you have to come on the show and talk about it because it's called the Rescued Horse Project, and she has something she's selling in relationship to it, and I think it's pretty cool. So we're going to talk to Auditor Jen from Jen Lynn Photography. Well, hi, Jen. Thanks for stopping by today.
3: Hey, guys, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here.
0: So as you know, you listen to us. We've been promoting buying local and buying uh, homemade th- this year for gifts. And you, uh, you do something that's really cool that people can get for gifts, uh, but it also supports a great cause. First of all, let's start with your photographer, right?
3: Yeah, I am. Uh, yeah, I've been a photographer for about 20 years now. I've had my own business for, for 20 years. So uh, it's been quite the adventure.
0: <laughs> Equine photography, all photography, weddings, bra- you know, bridezillas, all of that? I, or?
3: Yeah, yeah, I did weddings. Uh, I do weddings. Um, I did a lot of international weddings for a long time. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, I traveled all over the country, all over the world, photographing weddings, but Equine photography is really where my passion is.
0: Okay, we got to go back to the weddings before we get to the horses. Because, all right, what was the most bizarre thing that happened while you were photographing a wedding?
3: Oh, gosh.
0: Pick one. (laughs) I've had
3: a lot of bizarre things happen. Um, I did a wedding one time in Austria where the dad had paid, I don't even know how much money to stop traffic on the Danube River so they could float Candles down the river and have fireworks for his daughter. I I mean. How much do you
0: have to pay for that? that (laughs) <laughs> I
3: know. And they apparently they don't do that in Austria. So I don't know what kind of pull he had there, but <laughs>
2: Well they also uh,
3: let me also mention that they also flew a
2: photographer, a photographer <laughs> from America to Austria to photograph. Because there's
0: no photographers in Austria.
3: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> <I'm> saying, <yeah.
3: laughs> it, it was at the and it was at the castle where King Lionheart was held, right on i mean it oh was like the, the princess wedding to be
0: all princess wedding it wasn't tough <laughs> to get photos there was it it was a, <laughs> not at all <laughs> okay give me another one this is fun i want to I hear another one um That's
3: let's see oh i did a, I, I did a wedding in guam one time which if you've never been to guam i highly recommend going it takes forever to get there but it was pretty awesome uh we did a like a day after honeymoon shoot and the bride and groom were riding mopeds and we me and the videographer who was also from America were in the back of a pickup truck going down <laughs> Dirt roads, photographing them riding their mopeds through the island.
0: (laughs) My gosh! All right, right. (laughs) just give me an idea. What would it cost for somebody to hire you to go to Guam? Obviously, it's to pay all the expenses. That's thousands of dollars. But what's it cost like for a total photo shoot like that? Because this is totally out of our league.
3: Um. Well, I mean, ballpark range depends on how many days you want covered, Um, and. You know, all of that kind of stuff, ballpark range. It's in the, you know, upwards towards (laughs) 10,000. Good <laughs> Lord.
2: I'm looking at Guam and that is literally in the middle of nowhere. It's like in,
3: in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> of Papua New Guinea. Like that is insane. <laughs> it's the furthest I think I've ever been to shoot a wedding. Um, But it was spectacular. And then they had another wedding here in New York. So it's a good thing you were one. like,
2: I traveled 7,000 miles and it sucked.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a, it was a pretty magical experience, but it was, hotter than I've ever felt in my entire life we were hugging the portable air conditioners I mean it was, <laughs> it was pretty pretty hot
0: you know we always say our <laughs> listeners have the coolest jobs and they really do
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty lucky I've been I've been pretty fortunate
0: all right yeah. so tell us about the rescued horse project
3: so this um, has been a passion project of mine for a long time I I used to work at a horse rescue out here in New York. Um, and when I started working there, you know, I was, this is six years ago. I started working there and, you know, it was really more of a, see the horses come in and Jamie, you can probably, you know, understand this, but you see the horses come in and they just have, I get really emotional when I talk about this, but they have no life in their eyes and Mm -hmm. the, the light is not there. Um, and to help rehabilitate them and get them back to where, you know, we see the light in their eyes. And I just, I couldn't stop taking pictures of them. And I just thought, Oh my gosh, they're so beautiful. And even more beautiful, I hate to say this, but than some of the dressage horses that I've worked with or some of the, you know, performance horses, and because they're just so there, I think they're just so grateful to be in the, good hands and to have a second chance at life. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when I started taking pictures of them, I, you know, thought, gosh, it'd be really great if I could sell some of these and then give back to the rescue. And so I started a collection of images and I started going to several different rescues and taking pictures of them. And then I would follow the story of the horses and all of my um, pictures that I have taken they all have stories. All the horses have stories. So I try to follow the story of where they came from, where what rescue has them. Were they adopted? Are they still at the rescue? Or are they available for adoption? So I try to keep that posted, that post updated as much as possible. Um, so I just recently launched my website um, uh, for, you know, to Sell My Prints. And yeah, it's been, it's been a pretty big success so far. I've donated, I donate 20% of the proceeds to the rescues. Um, I try to pick different rescues and most of the time it's the rescue that has taken in the horse um, because I want to support them. And so far I've donated $500 since I've launched the site wow. which is two weeks ago.
1: Wow. So,
3: yeah. Yeah. So it's been a really big big hit so far. And I've sold quite a few prints before I put this website up, but um, I wanted a place for people to see all the pictures that I've taken and more pictures that I will take and read the stories about the horses. And some of them are not rescue horses. I have pictures of like polo horses in there, but a lot of polo horses ended up at the rescue. So, you know, I just don't didn't take any pictures of them at the rescue, but yeah.
0: well, I, I like, I like, I love your photography by the way. And, and when you, cl- why did you do black and white? Why did you do all black and white? It's
3: so emotional though. Mm. I love the black and white. <laughs> it is. And I think, I think that's what it is for me is it's not about the color of the horse. It's not about, you know, their, their breed or whatever. It's, you know, about the beauty of their soul and and i think black and white really kind of captures that a little bit more than color can sometimes
0: well and uh, you know the eyes i mean you capture the eyes in all of these when well, you talked about the eyes and and in your photos you really do capture the eyes
3: <laughs> thanks <laughs> yeah i love the the eyes the eye pictures and you know as uh who was it that i think said winston churchill said the eyes of the horse are the window to the soul um something along those lines <laughs>
0: When you can get all different size prints of these. You can get 8 by 10. Or you can get all the way up, you know, really big. <laughs> so yeah. uh, 20, 20, 20 by 24. I, go, I mean, all kinds of things. I can of,
3: go bigger, and I can frame them and whatever. So,
0: so yeah. I'll put a link. Of the It's kind of long. So I'll put a link in the show notes. And you do have a sale going on right now here too, right?
3: Yeah. Um, right now, until December 4th, you can get 15% off of any prints that you purchase. and. Mm-hmm. The 20% donation that I make to the rescue will always be good. So I will always donate um, the pro- part of the proceeds to the rescues.
0: Well, I, I went through, and I had to pick out my favorite. And I'll post this. You, you're you going to let us use it as a show notes picture for today, so you'll see it on your player. But um, I picked out one that I really, really liked. It's called um, M- Big Mary and Little Belle. Can you tell us that story?
3: Um, oh, my gosh. They're, they are the cutest little group of, you just never would expect a big Belgian draft horse to befriend this tiny little Shetland pony. And they were, they were the best of friends. Um, I had them in my care for a couple of months and this woman, she's like 80 years old in Long Island and she adopted both of them. Oh, wow. And she just like, I just love her dearly. She's got the best soul. Um, but they were inseparable. You could not take one without the other and they were just so bonded and it was just such an unusual pairing. Um, And I just loved them together and they were so sweet. When I took that picture, you know, it didn't take long for them to just come together and, you know, big Mary was always like checking on Belle and um, making sure that she's okay and kind of mothering her.
0: So I think I think this hit home for me because the last Percheron I owned we we sold when we moved. And he was an 18-and-a-half huge Percheron. I mean, he just wow. probably weighed 2,200 pounds. And he was huge. I mean, he was just enormous. And we saw him years later in a field. We, went to, we actually went up to visit him because we knew where he lived. He was in the next county over. And he had a best friend that was almost a Mini. It was a pony, but really, really tiny. And they were inseparable. And the, the Mini would run under his legs. Um all the time. Would scooter under him. And he didn't care. He just and those two were inseparable. And that's I think that kind of reminded me of that, this picture.
3: Oh, oh, that's so sweet. I I love hearing stories like that. I know. <laughs> that's it's so cute. It's unexpected matches, right? <laughs> yep.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yes.
1: Yeah. So
0: the website is Jen Lynn Photography um. But we're going to post a link to this page directly to the Rescue Horse Project in the show notes. So just scroll over to your show notes. And at the top of the page when you go there, you're going to see up until December 4th, so you have in a couple more days, you're going to see the coupon code uh, where you can get the discount. And, uh, you know, I hope you sell a ton of prints because it's for a good cause, and we love supporting, you know, locals like you who, who are doing, you know, out there doing it, and it's just not mass produced, and it it was a passion project of yours, and that's what hit home for me about it, I think.
3: Thanks, you guys. I really appreciate, you know, you guys reaching out to me and and giving us a platform to be able to share our you know, our passions, too, and share our stories, and I gotta say, I read through the posts every day, and I, I laugh all the time, and it just, it brings light to my life, so Yay. thank you for giving us a place for that. Well, thank
0: I, you for being uh, an auditor and a listener, too. We appreciate yeah. that.
3: Yeah, definitely, um, and hopefully, you know, we'll get get more rescues off, you know, out in the world, and more people will bring them into their lives.
0: Well, today's health segment is brought to you by Daily Dose Equine.
4: Once again, I have roped Dr. Weber in to chat with us about something health related. And Dr. Weber is not only Nigel's personal veterinarian, but she is with Miller & Associates. They're a veterinary office that has locations in New York, Wellington, and Ocala. You'll take note that there are two in Florida, only one in New York. (laughs) We win again. Thanks for stopping by, Dr. Weber. You're very welcome. Now, off the other week I was surfing through a Facebook group and the phrase Butte Challenge Test came up. And it was they were talking about a horse that was had some mysterious lameness. So I needed to find out from someone who should know, not from a Facebook group, because that's not where you get good information, right? <laughs> exactly what is a butte challenge test so butte challenge test which i usually refer to as a
5: butte trial is uh, it's good for those kind of mystery horses either you know horses with poor performance and you're not sure if it might be lameness related uh horses are with behavioral issues and you're not sure it might be lameness related or say you take a look at the horse and the horse looks you know maybe a little weak in one limb and it's Not completely clear based on exam whether or not that's stemming from um, some kind of soreness or whether it's stemming from maybe a mild neurologic abnormality. So on some of those horses, um, one of the easier ways to kind of hone in on a starting point is to do what we call a Butte trial or Butte challenge test. Administer a normal dose of phenylbutazone uh, once a day for three days. And then, you know, while giving the horse, uh, you know, a few days off, and then go out and ride the horse again or examine the horse again, whichever you're doing to try to see if the horse feels better. Basically, uh, the point is that an anti-inflammatory like Butte would make a soreness or a lameness issue feel better and should improve the horse's symptoms. Whereas if it's, you know, a training issue or say something like gastric ulcers causing the horse to have an attitude problem or a mild neurologic abnormality, none of those really should improve uh, with an anti-inflammatory. So on some of those horses where we're not sure where to start, it can really help a, help point us in the right direction.
4: Very interesting. Now, Is there a reason or is it important that Butte is used because there are lots of NSAIDs available in the universe today and it's referred to as a Butte trial. Is that because it started out back when there was only Butte available or does it make a difference?
5: You could use others. It's usually most straightforward to use Butte because of the rapidity of onset. You know, we have equiox, which is an excellent medication, but it can take a lot longer to reach therapeutic levels in the blood. So, could cloud the issue a bit if you hadn't fully kicked in. Um, Likewise, we could use Banamine, but it actually doesn't um, last quite so long. And you could use ketoprofen, but it's quite expensive. So, you know, Butte has the advantages of being readily available, fairly inexpensive, and effective. It
4: ain't broke, don't fix it. Pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. So, are there any, are there things that, a horse owner might go, oh, need to do a butte challenge test, a butte trial for this. That, yes, it is a lameness, but no, it's not going to make a difference. Something that comes to mind would be a horse has an abscess. And sometimes horses get abscesses and they go three-legged lame and the owner freaks out because they have a broken leg. But sometimes a horse can have an abscess and they're just a little off. Would a butte trial have an effect on an abscess? In a horse that's only mildly off, it
5: likely would make the horse better. Um, Those horses that are broken, legged, lame with an abscess seem to not respond completely to NSAIDs, you know, whether that's just because of the degree of discomfort or because there is a a pressure component to that particular uh, issue. But, you know, for these guys that, um, you know, we're talking about, it's usually not the Uh, broken-legged lameness that we're trying to parse out with the Butte challenge. So, you know, could you have certain types of lamenesses that don't respond that well to Butte? Sure. Um, You know, another possible issue that comes to mind is a horse that has, um, say, a chiropractic abnormality, has a, a slightly shortened stride. You know, maybe it started being a little bit sore, but now the horse, you know, mechanically isn't traveling that way, even if you improve the soreness. So it's not foolproof, but um, it can really help distinguish some of these horses where we're going, eh, is that horse a little narrow or is it a little sore? Mm-hmm. Or the horse that's grumpy and trying to refuse to work, you know, is that that horse have sore feet? Is that horse sore in his hocks? Any, any of those things on the one side, a horse doesn't want to work because it's sore. Mm-hmm. Or is the horse sour? ulcery and, you know, any of the other possible reasons why they might not want to perform.
4: So you do a butte trial with a horse. The mm-hmm. horse gets a little bit better. It's like, oh, positive result. Um, right. The anti-inflammatory made the horse feel better. What's the next mm-hmm. step for the veterinarian to take? The next step is to say, okay, we have a horse with a
5: pain or a discomfort issue. Now we need to sort out where the pain is coming from. So in some of these guys, you've identified a limb that's not quite right, and you just wanted to see if it was truly a, a pain issue. With some of these horses, if it's behavioral, you might not have uh, specified a limb. So the next step would be to do a repeat lameness exam or a more in-depth lameness workup to
4: try to differentiate the origin of the pain.
5: Mm-hmm. So you, can
4: you, do, you do the Butte trial it doesn't change mm-hmm. the way the horse goes then what happens
5: then we say okay so what are the reasons other than pain that the horse might be looking not right or exhibiting this behavior that sounds more expensive and so depending, <laughs> it depends it depends on um, and what it is that got you you know looking at the horse in the first place so is is it that the horse is a little weak okay well if it's not a pain issue then maybe we're going to look at some possible neurologic components Um, or if the horse is really sour about working, really grouchy, maybe we need to talk about gastric ulcers and doing a gastroscope, you know, if it's really not looking like a medical issue at all, we need to maybe talk about, you know, finding a trainer to help work with the horse. Sometimes it's not even medical
4: at all. There you go. Isn't that interesting? Well, wow. how useful is that? Again, thank you, Dr. Weber with Miller & Associates located in New York, Wellington, and Ocala for stopping by and clearing up some muddy waters.
3: You are very welcome.
4: And here I am again joined by Janet Geyer, who is the mad scientist behind da- Daily Dose Equine Horse Feeds. And we're going to talk a little bit about roasting your horse's horse feed. That's right. The the ingredients that are non-GMO verified in the daily dose equine horse feeds sometimes are roasted, and I'm sure there's a reason for that. So, Janet, inform me.
6: Well, thank you very much, Jen. Um, The reason that we flame roast is really twofold. One of them is uh, basically to increase digestibility because once you roast, it opens up the kernels and allows product to be a whole lot more digestible so you actually get more for your money. The second reason is is that grain usually sits in a silo for a long period of time. And during this period of time, you have little creatures in there, you have little mice, you have insects, you have birds, you have droppings, you have bacteria and mold growing. And if it sits for a really long period of time in a humid environment, it can really grow a lot of mold. So by roasting it, you're actually killing off the mold and uh, killing off the bacteria and making a
4: cleaner product. Does that change the moisture content, or do you add moisture back into it again?
6: Well, it actually lowers the moisture content, and we use this as, actually as a natural preservative. So. Moisture creates mold and bacteria to grow. If you don't have any of the spores there to grow, uh, you're not going to have any mold and bacteria. And by keeping the moisture low, uh, it's a natural preservative. So we don't have to add anything, no chemical uh, mold inhibitors in there.
4: I like that idea a whole lot. So if you want to learn more about the Daily Dose Equine non-GMO verified horse feeds. You can do that at DailyDoseEquine.com and you can also find a local retailer to purchase your feed or you can go to Chewy.com and order your horse feed for fast and convenient nationwide delivery. Thanks, Janet. (music)
0: Well, Jamie, as we've been doing all along here in this holiday season, I've been pulling out voicemail songs from past radio thons, and I got two short ones here for you today. And I don't know that you ever heard one of these, but uh, they're a lot of fun. I don't know who the first one was. Uh, I don't, so I apologize. I don't know. I don't have a name to go with the first one, but they're fun. Let's take a listen.
1: It's degrees. My heart's feeling frisky. I knew taking a ride was gonna be risky I tried dang to tough, it just wasn't enough And now I'm walking in a winter wonderland <laughs> Gone away is my gouting In his place is the feeling Acting like I've done him wrong He'll say, Mom, you better give me dinner I've been waiting here for far too long Maybe someday I'll move with my pony To a place where it's warm and sunny But I've got horses for days I'll be horse poor always So I'll keep walking in a winter wonderland (laughs)
0: <laughs> I like that one.
1: Here comes Baxton. here comes Baxton, Right down Clarklin's Lane 80 acres and all his friends were left out A pretty bay mare without compare To catch any yelling fancy She's so awarded Oh my lord, you shot just a little too high She's to Beholder's mama Oh my god, we'll never live this down There goes Vexin, there goes Vexin On back home again Merrily trotting back into his bluegrass field again Sight. So let's give thanks to the Lord above, cause Vex is at home tonight. Merry Christmas from Sam and Morgan Reeves at Left Field Sugar Bushes.
0: We have such talented.
1: I had
2: no idea that when we started this holding, people were going to be doing stuff like that. I mean, that's just amazing. All of them.
0: <laughs> it does make me feel inadequate. Like we, what, what do we have to offer? We have... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I don't know why they listen because they're all more talented than we are. I uh, know
2: yeah, they should be doing the show. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. totally listen to them. <laughs> all of them.
0: All right. Let's talk a little bit about digestive issues.
2: You know what? I got to tell you, uh, you know that horse that I was talking about earlier. He actually was started on the American Harvest Hemp products, and it's a, it's called Horse Hemp, and Chad took him on a successful trail ride yesterday. So. In the in an effort to to cause now he's leaving, I've gotta put somebody on it. Guess who is now getting
0: horsehead? Zeus!
2: You got it, <laughs> baby! Is your horse showing signs of nervousness, inflammation, pain, or digestive issues? If so, American Harvest products might be the solution you need. This Montana-based company develops high-quality hemp products and offers a line specifically for horses, including CBD oil, premium hemp extract, and equine hemp-derived pellets, which they'll just eat right out of your hand. American Harvest... I added that. American Harvest natural equine hemp pellets are vet-formulated and produced from natural hemp. The palatable pelleted formula is manufactured with the potent raw CBD using no chemical products processing so your horse will love the taste as much as you'll love the benefits. If you prefer a liquid application, check out American Harvest THC free CBD oil or premium hemp extract, which provides CBD from hemp extract. Look for the full line of American Harvest products at your local equine shop, any Hubbard dealer, or online at store.altech.com. And right now, American Harvest is offering an exclusive giveaway for you, our loyal Horse Radio Network listeners. One lucky winner is going to receive a free 90-day supply of American Harvest equine products, so check out the show notes today for details on how to enter. And I will keep you guys posted. If it's anything, like, Chad was like, give him twice as much! Because, like, when I get down in the morning and it's feeding <laughs> time, he just bangs on the fence. Like, Robin Donahue was here, and she saw his antics, and it's like, she's just I mean, the, my gates are destroyed. Like, he's, he's just, he's like, you're not moving fast enough, human! And so, uh, we're gonna
0: see if this just He has been in the challenge all these years. <laughs> all the time, forever. <laughs> or since you got it. Sigh so, all right, so last or Monday, I think it was we we talked about recipes, and you said you had this recipe, and I said I want to try it because it sounded really good. And you know, most of your veg- vegetarian recipes don't sound good to me. So this was one that I actually did, and I wanted to try. And then we had a conversation about doing a recipe a week, and then doing a recipe challenge where our listeners would uh, take that recipe and over the weekend would make the recipe, post pictures of it, and comment on whether they liked it or not. Whether whether it's in the auditor room or on our Facebook page. And a bunch of the auditors responded. They love that idea. So um, so we'll have a mixture of us doing recipes and listeners doing recipes and, of course, our regular uh, uh, cooking guests doing recipes. But we'll do one a week, hopefully you on a Wednesday.
1: Fat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to try this one. I'm going to try making this one this weekend. And one of us has to make it, too um and then we'll we'll come we'll talk about the recipe challenge on monday
2: okay first of all i gotta tell you how incredibly hard it was for me to (laughs) like measure stuff because i don't measure anything i just dump it in so i looked at see that's
0: what makes you a cook and not a baker
2: Oh, sure, that's what Yeah, I can't bake <laughs> nothing. No,
0: because no, there you have to actually measure things. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so this recipe is called gazpacho the easy way. And if you've ever been to an American restaurant that serves gazpacho, it's kind of like a cold, y chunky soup. But when I was in Spain, they have it and it's pureed, it's blended, it's completely smooth and it's delicious. And when I had it there, I asked, I said, I need this recipe. So she actually gave it to so me. So
0: this is direct from Spain?
2: Yes. However, I made it a lot easier because what they do is they take the tomatoes and what you have to do is you have to blanch them and get them out and then you have to pull all the skin off. Oh, of them my mother them used to do that. And then you take all the seeds <laughs> out. I was like, no, 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 not doing that. So you go like 26 to 32 ounces crushed or strained tomatoes. And I like the tomatoes in a carton. There, it comes in, you can get them in a glass jar or a carton, and they're way better because they don't have like, this has a metal taste. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. the, the acid tomato gets it. So that's what I'm not writing down, but those of you listening, you're going to hear that. You can buy cartons of tomatoes, uh, strained tomatoes. Then you have two peeled cucumbers, one piece like quality bread, not like bread from like the loaf. No wonder of- bread. No, one, like uh, like a like a sandwich of bread that you would go to the store and you'd like, that's fancy bread. Get one piece of that. Uh, and then one red pepper, and you're going to seed it, core it, and just kind of chop it up into like four or five pieces. One yeah. tiny clove garlic and also one half teaspoon salt. Now, sometimes what I do instead of doing the garlic, because that's pretty garlicky, I'll use garlic salt. Mm, yeah. Just to Throw that in there. Uh, again, no, measuring half teaspoon is just me dumping it in and going, oh, it's good. And the same with half teaspoon of pepper. It looks good. Then a third cup of red wine vinegar. Which and is a again. lot of
0: vinegar, actually.
2: Yeah, is it? I don't know. I just yeah. made that up. Because usually that
0: in that recipes, up. you put a, a tablespoon. <laughs> so. well,
2: and, you know, I think the recipe called for that, but I like this a little more vinegary. So you can go with a quarter cup, you can go with a tablespoon, whatever. If you're if you're kind of sensitive to vinegar, you can bring that down. Maybe make that a fourth a cup all in the recipe, because I I love the vinegar in it, like tons. Uh, then the same amount of olive oil, a third a cup of olive oil. Okay, so to make so you've got the cucumbers, tomatoes, bread, and you take that piece of bread and you put it in like a bowl of water and you soak the bread in the water. And then you pick up the piece of bread and you kind of just gently squeeze it out. You should see what I'm doing with my hands right now, folks. So <laughs> you squeeze the bread just a little bit and and squeeze out some of the water. You don't wring it completely out. You, you want it a big wet piece of bread. Um, then you take your Vitamix or your blender and you put everything in the blender. I love my Vitamix because it just makes it smooth as you know silk. So you put all that in a blender, blend it until smooth. And it'll be like this red, pink kind of thing. Put it in a pitcher and stick it in the fridge for 24 hours. And you can take a spoonful of it and taste it and say, you know what? I want more salt or more vinegar. The vinegar does, I will tell you, kind of like marinate things a little bit. So if you taste and you're like, I want more vinegar, hold off. Because the vinegar seems to get a little stronger as as it sits. But I put that pitcher in the fridge. And I I eat it all the time. Uh, all summer long, I'll have gazpacho in the fridge. It's just in a pitcher in the fridge. You just, I, I pour it out and just drink, I pour it in a coffee cup and just drink it. So that is kind but I'm a huge tomato, cucumber, bread, you know, all those things. So, um, but you just blend it all, chill it for 24 hours and then, oh my God, it's so good. I'm getting, my mouth is
0: watering. Right I'm going to try, I guess the bread acts as a binding agent or something.
2: Oh, it kind of thickens it up Yeah. A but the water in it kind of helps. Then I I don't it it binds it, yeah, yeah. a little bit more, I guess. So, yeah, so it's and, not
0: so runny.
2: And you will want to kind of like I take the pitcher and kind of swish it around a little bit every, when I'm about to pour it, just so it's, it because it doesn't really separate. But I I, I don't know the top kind of gets a little everything I'll cover on it. So anyway, it's super delicious. And we all you right,
0: guys- I'm gonna try it. So I'll have my report on Monday, and you guys, we're gonna put this recipe in today's show notes. Uh, and I'll also post it over in the auditor room, but we'll put it in today's show notes so you can, uh, you too can try it. And then we want to get reports before Monday and pictures. If you have pictures, that'd be good too. We like so pictures. the amazing
2: thing about Spain when I did get to go I went to Spain because uh, we were talking about having a kid and Chad's like, what is the one thing you want to do? You know, because I was like, basically your life's ending. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, I want to go to Spain and ride Andalusians. And so that's what we did. We took out a small loan and uh, went to Spain. And uh, when we got there, this is something that every restaurant serves and they also serve sangria, which is amazing there. So I said, We had one full night in Madrid and he was like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, we are going to go on a progressive dinner. And he was like, that's fun. We get like appetizer at one place and then like a meal and a dessert. I was like, no, no, no. My progressive dinner is I'm going to go to as many restaurants as I can and try to get a sangria and a gazpacho. And
0: I, I your progressive was the same at every place.
2: Every place was the exact same. I'm like, I would like a gazpacho and a sangria, please. And then the acid in my stomach. I don't think I slept for days. <laughs> but just that's a lot of food. tomato. It's a lot of tomato, a lot of vinegar. You know, it's yeah. delicious. But you were pickled.
0: No, I was pickled
2: <laughs> and drunk, so I was pickled twice.
0: Well, let me let us know how you if you like this idea and uh, give it a try, and we'll have somebody on next week. Uh, I'll do one, or we'll have somebody do one next week, and we can try it again. I think this is great. Okay. All right. Uh, let's do some weird news.
1: Time to learn why some days you're embarrassed to be part of the human race in Jamie's Weird News.
2: Okay. Well, uh, the. The entries are coming in the weird I should start giving out prizes for people sending weird news because I've got to tell you this has been the most prolific It must just be weird stuff going on in the, the world holidays. the holidays <laughs> yeah. because okay sit down and 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 re- get ready for this these are the people that submitted weird news stories Glenn Ellen Olivia Anna Laureen, Alicia Kim Aaron Scott <laughs> Sarah Laura Allie, Nikki, Jenny, Ina, and Clark.
0: (laughs) Before you all panic, we're only doing a couple of them. We're not doing them
2: all. (laughs) I can't do all of them. them. And I wasn't going to do this one, but it it was appropriate for the incredibly successful photographer that we had on because it's a story about Will Radford. And he graduated college a year ago, a year and a half ago, but because of COVID they didn't have a graduation. So they just decided to have the graduation and everybody's got their robes on and everything. Everybody's got their cap and gown. And, uh, Will Radford said he couldn't afford the 246 pounds to have the proper kit for his graduation. This is obviously in England. Uh, so he came up with his own version and what he did was he took garbage bags and tape and he literally garbage bagged his entire body to be, like, the robes, the black robes everybody was wearing. Except he covered his head with it and black plastic covering his legs, his torso, and his all, all his body. And uh, the reason is because he got his degree a year and a half ago as a photographer and has not had any work.
0: <laughs> so <laughs>
2: that's why I had to add that story, just because, like, you could be going to Guam, but you're not. You're... Like Star yeah,
0: I think there are very few actual gens in the world, in the photography world. That's the minority, not the he majority. He says,
2: quote, I've been mostly unemployed for the last year since I left university. I've just moved to a new place and I'm down to my last hundred pounds. I really can't afford it. It's not an exaggeration at all. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. All right. So remember, I, I, I don't divulge who sends me what because nobody it's nobody's business who where you're getting your weird news however there are a lot of weirdos out there glenn y'all are all weird because about 10 people sent me the same story and <laughs> that's probably why we have so many people uh hit the music and then i'll start to read it and you can decide if you want to hear the rest Okay, all you weirdos. Glenn, we're going to start with a Delta Airlines flight heading to Atlanta. Those are already red flags because people flying right now are insane. So there's a woman on in the back of the aircraft, and she's got swaddled in some robes. She's trying to breastfeed her baby.
0: Uh-huh.
2: uh but the baby decides that the baby is not having any of it because the baby is not a baby. The baby is a hairless cat. What? So, this woman is in the back of a Delta Airlines flight and she is trying to breastfeed her cat <laughs> on the what? plane. And.
0: Is that a thing that we missed? I don't know. I never heard of this. The cat
2: starts freaking out and is not having it. Apparently, the flight attendant, this is is the quote from the uh, flight attendant. The woman had one of those, like... Hairless cats swaddled up in a blanket so it looked like a baby and her shirt was up and she was trying to get the cat to latch and she wouldn't put the cat back in the carrier and the cat was screaming for its life. And what was she doing? What does she do at home if she's doing that in public? I don't know, but apparently, you know, the, the, um, the, the, flight attendants asked her to stop. It became a big deal. They had to alert the captain and the first (laughs) officer that a woman is trying to bread, breast her cat in the back of the plane. (laughs) And, you know, the pilots have to send a message because they wanted security because she then loses her mind, you know, of course, and my cat, I'm going to do what I want, you know, kind of thing. And, uh, she wouldn't put the cat back in the carrier when requested. So the pilots have to type a message to the place that they're landing to be met with, uh, it's called requesting red coats. Okay. So the message that gets typed from the plane (laughs) to the tower is request red coat meet, and then their flight number. Passenger in 13A is breastfeed, breastfeeding a cat, and will not put cat back in its carrier when FA requested. <laughs> so this like went over the wire. As a request, like we need security. We get somebody's breastfeeding their cat, and they won't stop. So anyway, that's weird news. Okay,
0: so don't, don't know cats have like sharp teeth?
2: Um, everything about this sounds horrible. <laughs>
0: Just so you know. (laughs) I don't know. That's where I went. Sharp teeth.
2: So we're going to go back to Europe because Lucy Battle, bless her heart, she's trying to give away a couch. Okay. She's like, I'm going to go on Facebook. I'm going to put my couch up. And she put an ad of her couch that said, need gone today. And it was in Morley, England, and said need gone today. And it was zero dollars. And the picture that she accidentally posted was of her baby. <laughs> so everybody starts messaging her about the fact that I'm sorry, you're giving away your baby. And lots of people were 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 concerned, but more people. We're having fun with it. Like Mandy Lyles wrote, "Can I swap it for a teenager?" And then Sarah Wilkinson's commented, "How's he at washing up?" And Tom Howell said, "What's he like with other babies?" <laughs> <laughs> like everybody had fun this week. Super viral. There were hundreds and hundreds of comments of this woman. She's like, "Oh my god, it was an accident. I'm giving away my couch," but she got a lot more attention. And the good news is, she did give away I, the couch.
0: Yeah, somebody took the couch <laughs> and not the baby.
2: Uh, we're gonna go to Barnstable, Massachusetts, because there's. a... I know where a, that is. Been there. You, yeah. Okay. Well, you know they have a lot of turtles that uh, are they, there's wet in West Barnstable. There's a hazardous location that a bunch of turtles laid in eggs, laid their eggs in. So researchers determined that it was not a good place, and they took all those uh, eggs and they took them to a center to hatch them out. To monitor everything and to make sure before they get released back into the wild in the spring. Well, they hatched the mountain like there's one, two, three, four, five. What? One, two, three, four, five. There's one Siamese turtle. It's a, it's a, I'm looking at a picture and it's a turtle shell. And, like, say, at the 2 o'clock position, there's a turtle with its head and front legs popped out. And then, like, say, at the 10 o'clock position, there's a turtle with its head and (laughs) legs popped out. And they are – this is not a thing. They named them Mary-Kate and Ashley. (laughs) 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 And they are currently doing research on it. But apparently they have two – it's like two – individual turtles. Are they always shell.
0: fighting for which direction to go? i want to go this way. No, i want to go this way. I mean,
2: how <laughs> hilarious is that? Anyway, uh, the person who said it to me was like... Are they know, always just going in circles? <laughs> yeah. I mean, but what if you're stuck in a shell with some jerk, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh my god, I can't believe <laughs> live with this guy? Like, what the heck? Oh. All
0: the other turtles aren't going in circles. Why are we going in circles? <laughs> yeah, really. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. <laughs>
2: Oh, my God. Okay, I've got one about a dog uh, or a horse. Do you want one or both?
0: Let's do horse.
2: Okay, horse. And then, we'll I'm going to say, you guys sent me so many good ones, I'm going to save them for next week. Uh, this one is, oh, Margaret, Margaret Porter. In the first ever ruling passed by a British court, a horse was afforded legal protection from Margaret Porter. She's 67 years old and she lives across the street from a chestnut gelding. Okay. The chestnut gelding looks sad. You know what? I'm going to start feeding him and I'm going to, I'm going to give him somewhere around 500 carrots a day. <laughs> so this woman had a ruling to the horse. The horse got legal protection from overfeeding from Margaret Porter, thinking he was sad looking and continually giving him carrots. After Like a
0: lot of carrots.
2: Yes. Explicitly (laughs) asked not to by his owner, Suzanne Cook. So Suzanne goes to the police and says, this woman will not stop feeding my horse carrots. The police have been called three times. The RSPCA has been called once. Apparently, she just won't stop feeding carrots, so now the horse has a restraining order on sweet old 67-year-old Margaret Porter.
0: First <laughs> she was feeding, her. like, buckets of carrots at a time. It was yes. a crazy story.
2: Yeah, absolutely insane.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, I'm glad she doesn't own a horse that would be foundered in three days. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> just, is that the last one?
2: Yep, that
0: was it. All right, so I gotta tell you I know I've told this story years ago, but we have new listeners. So when we lived in Massachusetts, so by the way, Barnstable is on the way out to Cape Cod. So when you head out into the in the peninsula there where Cape Cod is, you go through Barnstable uh, on the way out there. So it's right at the beach, right at the shore line. I mean, that's why they have so many of those turtles. But there's tons of those turtles all over the coast of Massachusetts. And they're snapping turtles. So we, when Jennifer was, uh, she was the barn manager at Myopia Hunt Club, which is north of Boston. Uh, and it's a very rich area. we see Bentleys and Rolls Royces. They were common. You saw those every day. Um, and she ran a horse show there a couple times a year at the, at the hunt club. And they had a really nice big sand ring that was surrounded by woods. And we had a jumper show that day, and I went over to help out, and that morning, we go out about 7 o'clock to set up the jumps, and the arena is filled with large snapping turtles, and they were laying eggs. Oh, boy. So, the thing you've got to know about snapping turtles, one is you don't want to get snapped because they'll take your arm off, Uh, and when they're laying eggs, they're particularly not happy. So... (laughs) So, we had a bunch of grumpy snapping turtles, and oh we.
1: Oh my God. Could you blame
0: them? They're <laughs> out eggs. We couldn't do anything because they were around the jumps. You couldn't ride in there because there were so many of them. You couldn't move them. We thought it'd be a great idea to get a heavy blanket put over top. That didn't work. They were, that just pissed them off even more. So, we had to postpone the show for a couple of hours and wait for them to lay their eggs and leave. And do you know how slow snapping turtles are? Oh so, it took hours for the last one to leave the ring. And um, So the show was delayed by snapping turtles laying eggs. And I well, know we trampled all over the eggs, but I did not sure what we were supposed to do there. So there you go.
2: I mean, how <laughs> many snapping turtles do we actually need in the world?
0: <laughs> there must have been 20 in the arena that day. It was a sight. It was everybody laughed. I mean, what are you going to do? Right. <laughs> it's like, ain't moving them. There's <laughs> <laughs> no rushing a snapping turtle well that's it for today thank you everybody We are dark tomorrow but we'll be back on Friday to give away prizes and for it. really bad ads 500 dollars worth of prizes uh, so definitely tune in on Friday get your ads into Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com We're hang around we have a we're just gonna be here for a couple minutes after Jamie's gonna answer a quick question that one of the auditors had. So uh, auditors hang around for that Everybody else we'll see you on Friday
2: Spade in her gal everybody.